Pelicans undefeated in Summer League. We're going to recap the four games from Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, how head coach Willie Green did, a little bit of good and bad there, and much more in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Peep the hat, by the way. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday to recap the Pelicans going 4-0 and in Summer League. Not making it to the championship game, but that's okay. 4-0, undefeated in exhibition play once again. Pretty cool. We're going to recap the performances from Trey Murphy. We're also going to look at Herb Jones, Najee Marshall, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr., how head coach Willie Green did. We're going to look at it all. It's the Summer League recap in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. Also, shout out to the Pelicans. Pelicans G League team, the Birmingham squadron for the gear here, the hat, um, the shirt, which there we go. We'll get it up here. Um, I, I love their logos. It was It's really cool to kind of see how it ties into the Pelicans, but also kind of making it uh, their own. Like, it's pretty pretty awesome. And snapback, too, which is great. Um, so, th- shout out to them for the gear and being able to rock this here in New Orleans. And look, a lot of the guys you saw on the Pelicans Summer League roster, 4-0, by the way, champions again, are going to be playing there next season. You have two two-way guys. We'll get into whether Herb Jones plays on the um, two-way, de- uh, not on a two-way deal, or in the G League as well with the paired squad. We'll get into it all in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So, Pels beat the Golden State Warriors last night to go 4-0 and in Summer League. Since there's no playoffs this year for Summer League, basically they're just taking the teams with the best records, and if there's a tiebreaker, it's the point differential. Pels needed to win this game by 11. They did not. They ended up winning it by one. That's okay. They went eight, uh, 4-0 in the Summer League this year, and if you look back at it, the Pelicans are beastly in exhibition games when they don't matter. Zion's rookie year, they went 5-0 and in preseason. Then they were 3-0 and in the bubble exhibition games. 8-0. and Then they were 2-0 and in last year's preseason. So that's 10-0. and If you throw in Summer League now, that's 14-0 and when the stakes don't matter for the Pelicans. One year, maybe it'll translate over to actual in-season success for the team. So in the game against the Golden State Warriors, really the hero for New Orleans, the player of the game, was Trey Murphy. 22 points on this one, 8 of 12 shooting. That's two-thirds of a shot, 66.7%. Four of seven from three, by the way, alongside six rebounds, one assist, three steals, two blocks, just one turnover and one personal foul. And he was going up against Jonathan Kaminga, the seventh over overall pick, a guy that people thought could have gone as high as fourth or fifth overall in this draft, fell, fell to seven, right? And he looked good throughout that game. He scored 17 points, except he was held to five of 12 shooting. He got to the line a bunch, but the Pelicans gave him fits and he was primarily guarded by Trey Murphy III. And then if you go back to Friday's game, when the Pelicans played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
He was going and guarding a center, the second, uh, what, third overall pick, sorry, in Evan Mobley, who went just cool, four of 11, that's it, for eight total points in this one. He was guarding a guy who's many consider to be a generational big man. Trey Murphy kind of doing it all. And in both of these games, you kind of saw three-level scoring from him. Um, He's been impressive. In that game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, just seven points, one of six from deep, but tried to score in other ways and really did manage to get it done and contribute in other ways. Seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal, two blocks. He's looked good. He's looked like he should be higher than 17 overall. And clearly you see why the Pelicans keyed in on him. And he just says all of the right things. He seems excited to be here. He wants to actively try and contribute to this team and help them win games. He wants to play defense. You know, he he transferred to Virginia to kind of improve on the defensive side of the ball. Just awesome stuff for him all around. He's going to get minutes if he doesn't start. And you could make the argument that he should be starting at the three and either put B.I. at the two or maybe the four, but most likely the two um, at that point. And go with Nikhil Alexander-Walker in the backcourt or Devontae Graham, one of those. You could look at that kind of starting lineup. He's been that impressive in summer league, just doing everything and having such a well-rounded game. But the Pelicans' other rookie has not disappointed either. Herbert Jones out of Alabama. Herb Jones has not done anything overall very spectacularly. Like His play doesn't necessarily just jump out at you in terms of looking at a box score, but he kind of does everything and does it well his offense is going to make it tough for him to be getting NBA minutes right off the bat in the game against the Cavaliers he was just two of eight from the field and then you look at his play though and he does impact the game in very positive ways just because he was two of eight doesn't matter he can get to the line where he hits his free throws he was four of six in that game by the way five rebounds three steals and just two personal fouls and again he guards a ton of positions in the game against the golden state warriors he did it all again too making plays at the rim altering shots very similarly to what uh, trey murphy did Um, but he was good two blocks in that one three rebounds he was five of ten from the field he knows what his limitations are and they drew up the game-winning play for him, essentially, which we'll get into in the next segment when we talk about Willie Green, but a great move to get him going downhill to the basket. Didn't finish the shot, and Najee Marshall was there to really help out with it, but I like that he was willing to step up in that moment. It was really cool to see. He was tied for team I plus nine in this game, coming off the bench for New Orleans. That's great in 27 minutes of action. His lack of offense is going to limit him I think at least to start, but he's a guy that might start off in the G League, but at some point, at some point, and I'm not sure if it's going to be this season, is going to get a serious look in the NBA and get some serious minutes. What I mean by serious minutes is like minutes that matter, right? Not two or three minutes here and there at the end of a game. He might get those this season, but minutes that have some stakes to him, that matter, that put you in a situation that's not just garbage time, something like that. But if not, putting him on the G League, the the Birmingham squadron to start, would be really cool, especially with him kind of playing there at Alabama, being in the local area. I, I kind of dig it, and he's been impressive, and a guy that at some point should get a very real shot in the NBA. So we'll get into Willie Green, we'll get into Najee Marshall, all of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. Look, 
Sweating a ton sucks. It's embarrassing. It kills your confidence. It makes you just more, you know, it, it disorients you in a way, right? You're focused on your pits instead of the presentation, instead of the person you're on the date with, anything like that. And look, it's the South. It's freaking hot here, you guys. You got to worry about sweating a ton. Maybe you need to wear black shirts, which you don't even want to do in the heat or something like that. You can't wear white shirts because you're worried about how it's going to look. Well, that's where sweat block antiperspirant wipes come in. These things are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, wash, and you just go about your day. And these things work for seven days days and they have the dry shirt guarantee if sweat block doesn't keep you dry you get your money back give them a try if you worry about excessive sweating especially in the summer if you want to nail the presentation kill it on the date not be worrying about that go give the sweat block antiperspirant wipes a try you can get them on amazon where they've been there for over the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews and they're made in the u.s so if you or someone you love is dealing with this you've got to check out sweat block get it today for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at amazon or cvs Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Indeed. You know, general managers work out players before the draft. They worked out Trey Murphy. They brought in a ton of guys. We reported on all of it, right? They put them through job interviews and asked them certain questions, put them in situations, whatever it might be, right? And when you're hiring... You can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find the right candidates with the skills you need, much like general managers in the NBA. So when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. And in fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope for the perfect candidate that's going to maybe find you. You got to go out and make it happen, and Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the nose, uh, noise to hire faster and smarter. And in fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed, in the moment you post the job, kind of show up right there. So with Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So join more than three million businesses businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans in Summer League. Undefeated, I made the joke that even if they beat, the, they play the Timberwolves on Tuesday, so tomorrow, and that's going to be the final Summer League game. If they win that, they're going to go undefeated. You got to claim it a title, right? If UCF can do it, maybe the Summer League Pels should be able to do it too, or Tulane in 1998. And look, if someone makes that, if the Pels go undefeated and someone makes a Summer League champion Pelicans shirt, I will absolutely buy that for you. And I'll rock it on, on the show too if you end up making something like that. So let's also talk about a guy like Najee Marshall who really, really did well in Summer League to the point where, you know, we, we didn't need to see too much more from him. He impressed throughout the entirety uh, of all of this. He looked like a guy who just really belongs. He was one of the better shooters in Summer League during all of this, shooting close to uh, over 40% from three on all of this. He dominated multiple matchups, whether it was Patrick Williams with the Bulls, whether it was times being on Kaminga along with Trey Murphy, even Evan Mobley, like we saw too, a lot of switching going on from the Pelicans. He covered it all. He looks like, like, 
Lou Dort from the Thunder, the fact that he was on a two-way deal, has played so hard, and then got himself a long-term contract that's going to end up looking like a steal for New Orleans. I love this guy. And you'd consider maybe he needs to also be in the starting lineup if you need a little bit more defense. If that shot is legitimate, and Trey Murphy's is better, but if Najee Marshall's is legitimate, you could make the claim that maybe he should start at the three, B.I. at the two, instead of Murphy at the three. Something to consider, but all of a sudden the Pelicans look a little bit better on the wing with these emergent performances. And look, Najee Marshall has played in the NBA and earned an NBA contract. He should be dominating most of these guys. He should. He did. That's the important thing. Same for like Herb Jones, right? A lot of those guys that he was playing against in Summer League aren't as good as the guys that he played against in the SEC for his entire time there. He should be beating them. And that's why I think he proved that he should and did. So he should be getting minutes at the NBA level at some point, or at least a chance. We'll see if he ends up really succeeding, but it looks pretty good for him right now. But Najee Marshall was great. So was overall Willie Green, I thought, in Summer League. And when you look at the team's numbers, you know, the Pelicans don't jump out at you in terms of three-point shots made. In fact, they shot pretty poorly as a team in Summer League, shooting under 30% from three. They didn't do anything offensively, like, amazing, amazingly well. Yet they still averaged... Over, uh, they averaged over 85 points per game and they ranked in terms of points right in the middle of everything. So how did they end up going undefeated? It really started with defense. And when you look at this Pelicans team, they were the second best defensive rebounding team in this. They didn't, they were one of the top steals teams too, fourth in steals per game at 10 and a half. They were also up there in blocks. They were the sixth best when it came to blocks. They also didn't foul a whole lot. You want to be on the lower side of personal fouls. And they were the fifth best at not fouling. They just did everything smartly on defense. And those steals, those blocks turned into easy offense for New Orleans. They got out in transition and ran. When you run that much, the three-point shooting issues that they've had in the past can be mitigated. That's why when Stan Van Gundy wasn't running up and down the court and played a little bit slower in the half court, the three-point shooting woes can bite you. But when you're running up and down the court, getting in fast break uh, situations and in transition and scoring easy, easy buckets, you do pretty well. And that's why New Orleans was 10th best in terms of field goal percentage overall, despite ranking in the near the bottom when it comes to three-point shooting. Because they got those high-quality, high-efficient looks at the basket because of the style that Willie Green wants to play. Get those stops, turn defense into offense. They really, really did it. By the way, in terms of assists and passing, Pelicans third best in Summer League so far. Over 20 assists per game. Not at the Boston Celtics level of 25.5, but the Pelicans at 20.8. Really good numbers right there. Moving the ball fast. Half-second offense is kind of what, what I'm calling it, what you've heard Willie Green refer to it as. 0.5, right? Make a decision in 0.5 seconds of what you're going to do. Trey Murphy fits this really well. Najee Marshall did it really well, too. I liked overall what we saw from Kyra Lewis Jr. in this. So overall... Yeah, not not a whole lot to complain about when it came to a lot of the basketball that we saw from this team. You know, and look, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. at times had poor shooting nights. He wasn't great against the Golden State Warriors going one of 11. Numbers not great, but eight assists. And in this one, just three turnovers. But he averaged under two turnovers per game in this while basically being the starting point guard for the team. Overall, I liked what we saw out of him. The shooting... Hopefully will come and he needs some more time with that. 
But I really do like that he is not turning the ball over, trying to just hit singles, playing composed basketball. And look, Willie Green, by the way, at the end of this game against the Golden State Warriors to tie it up, hit, uh, drew up an excellent play. Multiple misdirections eventually got the ball to Herb Jones when it looked like it was going to go to Kyra Lewis Jr. Also using Trey Murphy as a decoy to create a good look. Herb Jones missed it, but you also had Najee Marshall in position to kind of put it back. But nice end of game play out of a timeout that we haven't seen a ton of of the past year. The Pelicans executing down the stretch, very different than what we're used to. So overall, Summer League, yeah, I dig it. Just kind of big success for New Orleans in this one. We'll get into a couple other notes from the Pelicans here in Summer League, particularly looking at Jose Alvarado and Dalton Hamas, the two-way contracts for New Orleans. Is there anyone else that, that really stood out? We'll get into all that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. I use this site all the time. Honestly, if you just need car parts, it's the cheapest place that you can find. Like I can throw it out at you. I've saved probably well over $1,000 over the past two years just by using rockauto.com. Whether it's an old car, and I'm working on one that's from 1976, or a newer car that you just want to fix up and keep it running because it's tough to buy a car right now, newer used, the prices are through the roof. It's too hard to get it to a mechanic because they're backed up because everyone's trying to get their cars fixed because it's too hard to buy a new car. You've got to keep your car running. So if you're working on it yourself, whatever that vehicle is, they're going to have the parts for it at rockauto.com and they're going to fit your car. That's the most important thing. If you go to a chain store, they got one part and it might or might not be exactly what you want. It might be close enough, but that can sometimes bite you. And you don't want to have to fix things you already tried fixing because you didn't have the right part. And rockauto.com can help you do it. So don't choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more. Just get the cheapest parts possible for the best, uh, for your car or truck over at rockauto.com. Everything is just reliably low. Whatever you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, all of that cheapest prices, I promise you. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on. In their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today's episode is also brought to you by built bar do you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors seriously they're the best tasting protein bars out there and the regular flavors coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel there's something for everyone including limited time flavors i just ordered a rocky road bar this thing's going, I haven't tried it yet. It just came in. It's going to be amazing. You're not even going to realize you're eating a protein bar. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar. Most of them have 19 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs. Some have a little bit more in terms of calories or protein, just to kind of balance it out. So whatever you're looking for, you can get it with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com uh, Built and use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over over at BuiltBar.com. All right, continuing to talk about Summer League and wrapping up today's show. It was good. It was really a really productive Summer League for New Orleans. You saw kind of the DNA of what this team's going to look like under head coach Willie Green. Active defense leading to easy transition points, sprinkling enough shooting for half-court situations with guys that play and defend multiple positions like Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, both those guys should be contributors to the NBA team this year. 
you got to feel pretty good about it. But there's some other guys that really did excel as well. I liked overall what we saw from Didi Luzada. He didn't shoot well overall in summer league. He was 0 for 4 against the Golden State Warriors. But man, there's no one else on this team that defends like he does, just body into the guy, right? Like right up in there, in their faces, wherever they are in the court, playing such physical style of ball. It might not always translate to steals or blocks, right? But it disrupts an offense. It throws them out of their rhythm because they're having to work a little bit harder now. They're trying to run a play where this guy's cutting over, but the guy with the ball needs to get to this spot to pass him the ball. When Didi's making it hard on you, it, 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 Throws that whole thing off. Now, this guy is cut. He can't get the ball. Their spacing's all off, and it allows the Pelicans' defense to really thrive and create kind of havoc situations on the opponents. They didn't do things like that this year. They have multiple players now, it seems like, and feels like, that they are able to go out and do all of those things. So I like kind of the bones of this team being built, the DNA of this team kind of being on display and how they're going to coach in summer or play from summer league. I love that Willie Green was like, I'm going to coach. I'm going to get some reps in because he screwed up. He screwed up not challenging that uh, shot by uh, Kyle Guy in this in this game. That shouldn't have been a made two or three. I forget which it was for the Golden State Warriors. He clearly let that ball go or ball go after the shot clock. It should have been a shot clock violation. Shouldn't have been points for them. And the Pelicans would have won in regulation if that was the case. Now, maybe they wanted to go to overtime because they had to win by 11 to try and get into the summer league title game. But but still, he missed an obvious challenge situation that he should have done. So he needed these reps, too. And I like that he was willing to coach for all four, not just one or two. He wanted to put in the work himself. And I like that all of these guys really want to put in the work. Some notes on the Pelicans' two-way contracts and players that they have in this one. Jose Alvarado out of Georgia Tech did pretty well. He's kind of a bulldog on defense. You can see why he went undrafted, though, and in this one, he didn't score at all. He's going to spend some time in the G League. He clearly needs it, but he was a defensive, uh, what, ACC Defensive Player of the Year at Georgia Tech. Let him kind of cut his bones and learn some of his offense in the G League and having a guy with some name recognition playing for the Birmingham squadron. Um, so I think it's he had an okay summer league, but you can clearly see why he's a two-way and why these two-ways don't always work out, right? The the biggest success story we've had here in New Orleans is, is Najee Marshall. But they've cycled through a lot, a lot of other guys on two-way deals that just haven't worked out. Maybe we'll see with Jose Alvarado. Then you have Dalton Homus, who Showed a little bit more offense, not as much defense. His shot looks pretty clean and it's pretty quick, but he hasn't made it in the NBA yet. Played overseas last year. We'll see if he can maybe get some reps and develop into you know a sharpshooter in the G League, but he needs to play a whole lot more and to get those reps and do all of that. Uh, but those are kind of what I saw from those guys, plus, plus DD. Overall, very successful summer league for New Orleans. I, I will tell you this, though. I gave you the undefeated numbers, right? The Pelicans are 14-0 in their last 14 exhibition games where the stakes don't matter. Don't read too much into this, right? Look for guys that dominate. Herb Jones shows he belongs at the G League or up level because that's what he was playing against right now. I don't know if he would have been as good against, you know, full-on seasoned NBA vets. Who knows about Trey Murphy too? Like if he's trying to guard centers in the NBA that aren't Evan Mobley because Mobley's also a rookie and still figuring things out, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Maybe eventually, but you don't want to set the bar too high and then have your expectations get crushed because the Pelicans have been undefeated the past two preseasons and we've seen how that went out. 
They were 3-0 before the bubble started. We saw how the bubble played out. Don't, I urge you, I urge you, don't read too much into this. Enjoy it. Appreciate good performances. We definitely saw some things that translate to the NBA, but the majority of people out here are nowhere near NBA players. In fact, some guys are just like summer league only players that kind of have day jobs and they just go play summer league for like the money and free meals and things like that. So a lot of these guys don't really cut it and aren't the highest level of competition. Like I said, the SEC was probably better than a lot of these summer league guys that we're seeing this season for, you know, for the Pelicans. So don't read too, too much into the 4-0 start, but it's fun and I enjoyed it. And it's nice to see these guys succeeding when they, when they really struggle as that's when you get a little bit nervous because if you're not doing too well in summer league and you at least had some time in the NBA, that's a concern. We didn't see anything like that from the Pelicans in today's show or in 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 summer league this year. So I think that's really good. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe both places. Support the show. Only show here five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's summer league. Tomorrow we're going to get into how the offense is better. We're also going to get into how the defense is better, if they're both better, I guess, too. It's an open question. And the intangibles and all of that as we start to gear up towards the offseason and actually wind down. We'll get a bit of a break. Then it's going to build back up towards the start of the season in about a month and a half. So... Don't forget, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Will Aaron Rodgers show up to train camp in Green Bay? So get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.